in the Vedanta Sutra, and there are four divisions, Padas, in each chapter. Therefore the Vedanta Sutra may be referred to as Sadasapada, or 16 divisions of codes. The theme of each and every division is fully described in terms of five different subject matters, Adhikaranas, which are technically called Pratijna, Hidu, Yudhaharana, Apanaya and Nigamana. Every theme must necessarily be explained with reference to Pratijna, or a solemn declaration of the purpose of the treatise. The solemn declaration given in the beginning of the Vedanta Sutra is a Thapilbrahmajijmasa, which indicates that this book was written with the solemn declaration to inquire about the absolute truth. Similarly, reasons must be expressed, Hidu, examples must be given in terms of various facts, Yudhaharana, the theme must gradually be brought nearer for understanding, Apanaya, and finally it must be supported by authoritative quotations from the Vedic Sastras, Nigamana. According to the great dictionary compiler Hemakandra, also known as Kasakura, Vedanta refers to the purport of the Upanishads and the Brahmana portion of the Vedas. Professor Apt, in his dictionary, describes the Brahmana portion of the Vedas, as that portion which states the rules for employment of hymns at various sacrifices and gives detailed explanations of their origin, sometimes with lengthy illustrations in the form of legends and stories. It is distinct from the mantra portion of the Vedas. Hemakandra said that the supplement of the Vedas is called the Vedanta Sutra. Veda means knowledge, and Anta means the end. In other words, Proper understanding of the ultimate purpose of the Vedas is called Vedanta knowledge. Such knowledge, as given in the codes of the Vedanta Sutra, must be supported by the Upanishads. According to learned scholars, there are three different sources of knowledge, which are called Prasthanatraya. According to these scholars, Vedanta is one of such sources, for it presents Vedic knowledge on the basis of logic and sound arguments. In Bhagavad Gita, 14.5 Lord said, Brahma Sutra Padis Kavahitumadbhirvanisate, understanding of the ultimate goal of life is ascertained in the Brahma Sutra by legitimate logic and argument concerning cause and effect. Therefore the Vedanta Sutra is known as Nyaya Prasthana, the Upanishads are known as Sruti Prasthana, and the Jiva, Mahabharata and Puranas are known as Smriti Prasthana. All scientific knowledge of Transcendence must be supported by Sruti, Smriti and a sound logical basis. It is said that both the Vedic knowledge and the supplement of the Vedas called the Sabvatapamkaratra emanated from the breathing of Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Vedanta Sutra codes were compiled by Srila Vyasadeva, the powerful incarnation of Sri Narayana, although it is sometimes said that they were compiled by a great sage named Apantaradama. Both the Pankaratra and Vedanta Sutra, however, express the same opinions. Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu therefore confirms that there is no difference in opinion between the two, and he declares that, because Vedanta Sutra was compiled by Srila Vyasadeva, it may be understood to have emanated from the breathing of Sri Narayana. Srila Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Thakura comments that, while Vyasadeva was compiling the Vyanta Sutra, seven of his great saintly contemporaries were also engaged in similar work. These saints were Etriyarsi, Asmarathaya, Adalomi, Karsnagini, Kasakrasna, Jaimini and Bathari. In addition, it is stated that Pirasari and Karmandibhiksu also discussed the Vedanta Sutra codes before Vyasadeva. The Vedanta Sutra consists of four chapters. The first two chapters discuss the relationship of the living entity with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is known as Sambandhajnana, or knowledge of the relationship. The third chapter describes how one can act in his relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Adhidhayajnana. The relationship of the living entity with the Supreme Lord is described by Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. Asa, the living entity is an eternal servant of the Supreme God. C.C. Madhya the prescribed duties of service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Adhyadhyajnana. The fourth chapter describes the result of such devotional service, Prayajnana. This ultimate goal of life is to go back home, back to Godhead. The words in Avratahsabdat in the Vyanta Sutra indicate this ultimate goal. Srila Vyasadeva, the powerful incarnation of Narayana, compiled Vedanta Sutra, and in order to protect it from unauthorized commentaries, he personally composed Srimad Bhagavatam on the instruction of his spiritual master, Narada Muni, as the original commentary on Vedanta Sutra. 
Besides Srimad Bhagavatam, there are commentaries on the Vedanta Sutra composed by all the major Vaisnava Akaras, and in each of them devotional service to the Lord is described very explicitly. Only those who follow Sankara's commentary have described Vedanta Sutra in an impersonal way, without reference to Visnu Bhakti, or devotional service to the Lord, Visnu. Generally people very much appreciate this Silirika Basaya or impersonal description of the Vedanta Sutra, but all commentaries which are devoid of devotional service to Lord Visnu must be considered to differ in purpose from the original Vedanta Sutra. In other words, Lord Ketanaya definitely confirmed that the commentaries or Basayas written by the Vaisnava Akaras on the basis of devotional service to Lord Visnu, and not the Silirika Basaya of Sankarakaraya, give the actual explanation of Vedanta Sutra. Text 107. Brahma, Pramada, Viprali, Osa, Karanapadava. Isvararavakinadhi Dosa Enisaba. Translation. The material defects of mistakes, illusions, cheating and sensory inefficiency do not exist in the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. PURPORT A mistake is the acceptance of an object to be different than what it is or the acceptance of false knowledge. For example, one may see a rope in the dark and think it to be a serpent, or one may see a glittering oyster shell and think it'll be gold. These are mistakes. Similarly, an illusion is a misunderstanding which arises from inattention, while hearing, and cheating is the transmission of such defective knowledge to others. Materialistic scientists and philosophers generally use such words, as maybe and perhaps, because they do not have actual knowledge of complete facts. Therefore their instructing others is an example of cheating. The final defect of the materialistic person is his inefficient senses. Although our eyes, for example, have the power to see, they cannot see, that which is situated at a distance, nor can they see the eyelid, which is the object nearest to the eye. To our untrained eyes the sun appears to be just like a plate, and to the eyes of one who is suffering from jaundice everything appears to be yellow. Therefore we cannot rely on the knowledge acquired through such imperfect eyes. The ears are equally imperfect. We cannot hear a sound vibrated a long distance away, unless we put a telephone to our ear. Similarly, if we analyze all our senses in this way, we will find them all to be imperfect. Therefore it is useless to acquire knowledge through the senses. The Vedic process is to hear from authority. In Bhagavad Gita the Lord says, The supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession, and the saintly kings understood it in that way. BG 4.2 We have to hear not from a telephone but from an authorized person, for it is he who has real knowledge. Text 108 Apanisatsahita sutra kehyani tabdhamukhaya vratai sayartha parama mahabha. Translation. The absolute truth is described by the Apanisads and Brahma Sutra, but one must understand the verses, as they are. That is the supreme glory in understanding. PURPORT It has become fashionable, since the time of Sankarakaraya to explain everything regarding the Sastras in an indirect way. Scholars take pride in explaining everything in their own way, and they declare that one can understand the Vedic scriptures in any way he likes. This any way you like method is foolishness, and it has created havoc in the Vedic culture. One cannot accept scientific knowledge in his own whimsical way. In the science of mathematics, for example, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and one cannot make it equal 3 or 5. Yet, although it is not possible to alter real knowledge, people have taken to the fashion of understanding Vedic knowledge in any way they like. It is for this reason that we have presented Bhagavad Gita, as it is. We do not create meanings by concoction. Sometimes commentators say that the word Kiruksatra in the first verse of Bhagavad Gita refers to one's body, but we do not accept this. We understand that Kiruksatra is a place which still exists, and according to the Vedic version it is a Dharmaksatra, or place of pilgrimage. People still go there to perform Vedic sacrifices. Foolish commentators, however, say that Kiruksatra means the body and that Pankapandavas refers to the five senses. In this way they distort the meaning, and people are misled. Here Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu confirms that all Vedic literatures, including the Upanishads, Brahmasutras and others, whether Sruti, Smriti or Nyaya, must be understood according to their original statements. 
To describe the direct meaning of the Vedic literatures is glorious, but to describe them in one's own way, using imperfect senses and imperfect knowledge, is a disastrous blunder. Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu fully deprecated the attempt to describe the Vedas in this way. Regarding the Upanishads, the following eleven Upanishads are considered to be Fitak Emost, Isa, Kina, Katha, Prasna, Mundaka, Bandukaya, Tadiriya, Aitariya, Chandajaya, Brahayoranayaka and Desmetasvedara. However, in the Upanishad, verses 30-39, there is a description of 108 Upanishads. They are, as follows, 1, Isopanasad, 2, Kanapanasad, 3, Kathapanasad, 4, Prasnapanasad, 5, Mandakopanasad, 6, Mandukayapanasad, 7, Tadiriyapanasad, 8, Adiriyapanasad, 9, Chandajayapanasad, 10, Brahadranayakopanasad, 11, Brahmapanasad, 1, 2, Kavalayapanasad, 1, 3, Jandalapanasad, 1, 4, Svitasvitarapanasad, 15, Hamsapanasad, 1, 6, Ariyapanasad, 1, 7, Garbhapanasad, 1, 8, Narayanapanasad, 1, 9, Paramahamsapanasad, 20, Amravindapanasad, 2, 1, Matabindapanasad, 22, Sirayapanasad, 23, Afarvasakhapanasad, 24, Maitrayaniapanasad, 25, Kosatakiapanasad, 26, Brahajjabayapanasad, 27, Narasimhatapanivapanasad, 28, Kalaniradrapanasad, 29, Maitriyapanasad, 30, Sadalapanasad, 31, Kshirakopanasad, 32, Mantrikopanasad, 33, Sarvasarapanasad, 34, Nirlambapanasad, 35, Sukarahasayapanasad, 36, Vajrasusakopanasad, 37, Tijogindotanasad, 38, Madabindotanasad, 39, Dianabindotanasad, 40, Brahmavidayapanasad, 41, Yogatavapanasad, 42, Atmabhatapanasad, 43, Naradapiravrajikapanasad, 44, Trisakliapanasad, 45, Sitapanasad, 46, Yogakudamaniapanasad, 47, Nirvanapanasad, 48, Mandalabrahmanapanasad, 49, Daxinamurdiapanasad, 50, Saradhapanasad, 51, Skando. Panasad, 52, Mahanarayanapanasad, 53, Advayatarakopanasad, 54, Ramarahasayapanasad, 55, Ramatapaniapanasad, 56, Vasudvapanasad, 57, Majalopanasad, 58, Sandalayapanasad, 59, Pangalapanasad, 60, Bixlapanasad, 61, Mahadwapanasad, 62, Sarakopanasad, 63, Yogasikhapanasad, 64, Tiriyatitopanasad, 65, Sanayasapanasad, 66, Paramahamsapiravrajikopanasad, 67, Milikopanasad, 68, Avayaktopanasad, 69, Ikaksarapanasad, 70, Purnapanasad, 71, Siriopanasad, 72, Axiopanasad, 73, Adhyadmapanasad, 74, Kandikopanasad, 75, Samaltriopanasad, 76, Adhyadmapanasad, 77, Pasupatopanasad, 78, Parambramopanasad, 79, Avadhyudopanasad, 80, Tripuratopanopanasad, 81, Deviopanasad, 82, Tripuratopanasad, 83, Katharadrapanasad, 84, Bhavanapanasad, 85, Kradayopanasad, 86, Yogakundalinyapanasad, 87, Basmapanasad, 88, Rudraksapanasad, 89, Ganapanasad, 90, Darsanapanasad, 91, Ayarasarapanasad, 92, Matavakayapanisad, 93, Pankabramapanasad, 94, Pranihatrapanasad, 95, Gopalatapanopanasad, 96, Krishnapanasad, 97, Yajnavakayapanasad, 98, Varahapanasad, 99, Satyanyapanasad, 100 Hayagrivapanasad, 101 Vatatriapanasad, 102 Girudapanasad, 103 Kaliapanasad, 104 Jasliapanasad, 105 Sabhajayapanisad, 106 Sarasvatirahasayapanasad, 107 Bhavrakapanasad and 108 Bhaktakapanisad. Thus there are 108 generally accepted Upanishads, of which 11 are the most important, as previously stated. Text 109. Gaunavratayi the Basaya Translation. 
Sripada Sankarakaraya has described all the Vedic literatures in terms of indirect meanings. One who hears such explanations is ruined. Text 110. Tan Dosa, Isvara. Translation. Sankarakaraya is not at fault, for he has thus covered the real purpose of the Vedas under the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. The Vedic literature is to be considered a source of real knowledge, but if one does not take it, as it is, one will be misled. For example, Bhagavad Gita is an important Vedic literature which has been taught for many years, but because it was commented upon by unscrupulous rascals, people derived no benefit from it, and no one came to the conclusion of Krishna consciousness. Since the purpose of Bhagavad Gita is now being presented, as it is, however, within four or five short years thousands of people all over the world have become Krishna conscious. That is the difference between direct and indirect explanations of Vedic literature. Therefore Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu said, To instruct Vedic literature according to its direct meaning, without false commentary, is glorious. Unfortunately, Sri Sankarakaraya, by the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, compromised between atheism and theism in order to cheat the atheists and bring them to theism, and to do so he gave up the direct method of Vedic knowledge and tried to present a meaning which is indirect. It is with this purpose that he wrote his Samirakabhasaya commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. One should not, therefore, attribute very much importance to the Samirakabhasaya. In order to understand Vedanta philosophy, one must study the Srimad Bhagavatam, which begins with the words, Amnano Bhagavat Vasudevaya, Janmadi Asaya Yaton Ved Itaratus Karthasvabhijnasvarat, I offer my obeisances unto Lord Shri Krishna, son of Vasudeva, who is the supreme all-pervading personality of Godhead. I meditate upon him, the transcendent reality, who is the primeval cause of all causes, from whom all manifested universes arise, in whom they dwell and by whom they are destroyed. I meditate upon that eternally effulgent Lord who is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations and yet is fully independent. SB 1.1.1 Srimad Bhagavatam is the real commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. Unfortunately, if one is attracted to Sri Samkarakaraya's commentary, Samirakabhasaya, his spiritual life is doomed. One may argue that, since Sankarakaraya is an incarnation of Lord Shiva, how is it that he cheated people in this way? The answer is that he did so on the order of his master, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is confirmed in the Padma Purana in the words of Lord Shiva himself, Mayavadam Asakjastram Prakanam Bhattam Usayat Mayavakapatam Devikayabramanarupina Brahmanas Kaparam Rupam Nirgunam Vaksayat Mayasar Vasvam Jagatapiasaya Mahanartham Kalayujvanantumatasastra Mayavadam Avedakam Mayavavaksayat Devijagatam Nasakaranat The Mayavada philosophy, Lord Shiva informed his wife Parvati, is impious left square bracket Asakastra right square bracket. It is covered Buddhism. My dear Parvati, in the form of a Brahmana in Kali Yuga I teach this imagined Mayavada philosophy. In order to cheat the atheists, I describe the Supreme Personality of Godhead to be without form and without qualities. Similarly, in explaining Vedanta I describe the same Mayavada philosophy in order to mislead the entire population toward atheism by denying the personal form of the Lord. In the Shiva Purana the Supreme Personality of Godhead told Lord Shiva, Tvaparada Yujbhatvakalaya Manasadasus Vagameh Kalpataste Vamkajanan Madhvamukhankura in Kali Yuga, mislead the people in general by propounding imaginary meanings for the Vedas to bewilder them. These are the descriptions of the Puranas. Srila Bhaktis and Hanta Sirasvati Thakura comments that Mukhayavrati, the direct meaning, is Adhyatavrati, or the meaning which one can understand immediately from the statements of dictionaries, whereas Ganavrati, the indirect meaning, is a meaning that one imagines without consulting the dictionary. For example, one politician has said that Kiruksatra refers to the body, but in the dictionary there is no such definition. Therefore this imaginary meaning is gone of Rati, whereas the direct meaning found in the dictionary is Mukhaya of Rati or Adhyat of Rati. This is the distinction between the two. Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu recommends that one understand the Vedic literature in terms of Adhyat of Rati, and the gone of Rati he rejects. Sometimes, however, as a matter of necessity, Vedic literature is described in terms of the laksan of Rati or Gaon of Rati, but one should not accept such explanations as permanent truths. 
The purpose of the discussions in the Upanishads and Vedanta Sutra is to philosophically establish the personal feature of the Absolute Truth. The impersonalists, however, in order to establish their philosophy, accept these discussions in terms of laxanavrati, or indirect meanings. Thus instead of being Tattvaveda, or in search of the Absolute Truth, they become Mayavada, or illusioned by the material energy. When Sri Visnasvami, one of the four Karayas of the Vaisnava cult, presented his thesis on the subject matter of Sadhadvaita Veda, immediately the Mayavadis took advantage of this philosophy and tried to establish their Advaita Veda or Kedaladvaita Veda. To defeat this Kedaladvaita Veda, Sri Ramanujakaraya presented HSP philosophy as Visnastadvaita Veda, and Sri Madhavakaraya presented his philosophy of Tadvaveda, both of which are stumbling blocks to the Mayavadis, because they defeat their philosophy in scrupulous detail. Students of Vedic philosophy know very well how strongly Sri Ramanujakaraya's Visnastadvaita Veda and Sri Madhavakaraya's Tadvaveda contest the impersonal Mayavada philosophy. Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, however, accepted the direct meaning of the Vedanta philosophy and thus defeated the Mayavada philosophy immediately. He opined in this connection that anyone who follows the principles of the Silurika Basaya is doomed. This is confirmed in the Padma Purana where Lord Shiva tells Parvati, Sru Devi Pravaksayami Tamasani Yafakrabam Yesam Sarvana Matrina Patitayam Jnaninam Apia Partham Srutis Vakayanam Darsayo Lokagarhitam Karmas Virupataya Jayatvam Etra Capratia Adiate Sarva Karma Parlbhramsan Naskarmayam Tatra Kasayate Piratma Jivayar Akayam Etra Pratia Adiate My Dear Wife, Hear My Explanations of How I Have Spread Ignorance Through Mayavada Philosophy. Simply by hearing it, even an advanced scholar will fall down. In this philosophy, which is certainly very inauspicious for people in general, I have misrepresented the real meaning of the Vedas and recommended that one give up all activities in order to achieve freedom from karma. In this Mayavada philosophy I have described the Jivatma and Paramatma to be one and the same. How the Mayavada philosophy was condemned by Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu and his followers through 99. Where Svirupada Madhura Gosvami says that anyone who is eager to understand the Mayavada philosophy must be considered insane. This especially applies to a Vaisnava who reads the Silirika. Basaya and considers himself to be one with God. The Mayavadi philosophers have presented their arguments in such attractive flowery language that hearing Mayavada philosophy may sometimes change the mind of even a Matabhagavata, or very advanced devotee. An actual Vaisnava cannot tolerate any philosophy that claims God and the living being to be one and the same. Text 111. Backquotes Brahmasabdmukhaya Arthkh-backquotes Bhagavan Siddhis Varaya Paripurna, Anadhavasamana. Translation. According to direct understanding, the Absolute Truth is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who has all spiritual opulences. No one can be equal to or greater than him. Purport. This statement by Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu is confirmed in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Vedanti Tat Tatvavidas Tatvam Yajjnanamadvayam Brahmidi Paramatmidi Bhagavanital Sabdiate Learned Transcendentalists who know the Absolute Truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. SB 1.2.11 The Absolute Truth is ultimately understood as Bhagavan, partially understood as Paramatma and vaguely understood as the impersonal Brahman. Bhagavan, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is opulent in all excellence, no one can be equal to or greater than I am. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, where the Lord says, Manahpiradaram nanayat kinsad asti dananjaya, O conqueror of wealth left square bracket arjuna right square bracket, there is no truth superior to me. BG 7.7, there are many other verses which prove that the Absolute Truth in the ultimate sense is understood to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Text 112. Tanhiravidhuti, Translation. Everything about the Supreme Personality of Godhead is spiritual, including his body, opulence and paraphernalia. Mayavada philosophy, however, covering his spiritual opulence, advocates the theory of impersonalism. Purport. It is stated I am the Brahma Samhita, Isvarah Paramah Krishnat Saksadnandavigraha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishnat, has a spiritual body which is full of knowledge, eternity and bliss. 
In this material world everyone's body is just the opposite, temporary, full of ignorance and full of misery. Therefore when the Supreme Personality of Godhead is sometimes described as Nirakura, this is to indicate that he does not have a material body like us. Mayavati philosophers do not know how it is that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is formless. The Supreme Lord does not have a form like ours but has a spiritual form. Not knowing this, Mayavati philosophers simply advocate the own-sided view that the Supreme Godhead, or Brahman, is formless, Nirakura. In this connection Srila Bhaktivedanta note of Akira offers many quotes from the Vedic literature. If one accepts the real or direct meaning of these Vedic statements, one can understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead has a spiritual body, Saksidananda Vigraha. I am the Brahadaranayaka Upanishad it is said, Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnam Udasayate. This indicates that the body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is spiritual, for, even though he expands in many ways, he remains the same. I and Bhagavad Gita the Lord says, Atam Sarvasaya Prabhavo Manah Sarvam Pravartit, I am the origin of all. Everything emanates from me. BG 10.8 Mayavati philosophers materialistically think that, if the Supreme Truth expands himself in everything, he must lose his original form. Thus they think that there cannot be any form other than the expansive gigantic body of the Lord. But the mantra of the Brahadaranayaka Upanishad Konthi RMS, Purnamidam Pu, Nat Purnam Udasayate. Although he expands in many ways, he keeps his original personality. His original spiritual body remains, as it is. Similarly, in the Svetasvedra Upanishad it is stated, Visitrasakla Purusa Purana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original person left square bracket Purusa right square bracket, has multifarious energies. Savraksakalakratibhya Paronio Masmat Purpanka Pirivardhyandarmadaham Papanudam Bajasam, he is the origin of material creation, and it is due to him only that everything changes. He is the protector of religion and annihilator of all sinful activities. He is the master of all opulences. 6.6 Venaham enam purusam mahantam aditaya varnam tamasah parastat. Now I understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead to be the greatest of the great. He is effulgent like the sun and is beyond this material world. 3.8 Padam padinam parabam parastat. He is the master of all masters, the superior of all superiors. 6.7 Matan Prabhurve Purusa, he is the Supreme Master and Supreme Person. 3.12 Purasaya Saktar Vividhajvasray 8, we can understand his opulences in different ways. 6.8 These are statements of the Svetasvedra Upanishad. Similarly, in the RG Vida it is stated, Tadvisna Paramam Padam Sadapasayantis Uraya, Visnu is the Supreme, and those who are actually learned think only of his lotus feet. I am the Prasna Upanishad it is said, Saikes and Kakrar, he glanced over the material creation. 6.3, in the Aitariya Upanishad it is said, Saiksata, he glanced over the material creation and Sahamalukanasrajata, he created this entire material world. 1.1.1-2, thus many verses can be quoted from the Upanishads and Vedas which prove that the Supreme Godhead is not impersonal. In the Katha Upanishad, 2.2.13, it is also said, Nityo Nityanam Sevanas Satananam Epo Bahunam Yodhidhatmati Kaman, he is the supreme eternally conscious person who maintains all other living entities. From all these Vedic references one can understand that the absolute truth is a person, although no one can equal or excel him. Although there are many foolish Mayavati philosophers who think that they are even greater than Krishna, Krishna is Asamordhava, no one is equal to or above him. As stated by the Svetasvedra Upanishad, 319, Gravita. Th his verse describes the absolute truth, as having no legs or hands. Although this is an impersonal description, however, it does not mean that the absolute personality of Godhead has no form. He has a spiritual form which is distinct from the forms of matter. In this verse Ketanaya Mahaprabhu clarifies this distinction. Text 113. Siddhananda, Tenho, Tanras Thena, Translation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is full of spiritual potencies. Therefore his body, name, fame and entourage are all spiritual. The Mayavati philosopher, due to ignorance, says that these are all merely transformations of the material mode of goodness. PURPORT 
I am the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has classified his energies into distinct divisions, namely, Prakrita and Aprakrita, or Paraprakriti and Aparaprakriti. In the Visnu Purana the same distinction is made. The Mayavadi philosophers cannot understand these two prakritas or natures, material and spiritual, but one who is actually intelligent can understand them. Considering the many varieties and activities in material nature, why should the Mayavadi philosophers deny the spiritual varieties of the spiritual world? The Bhagavatam says, sb. 10.2.32, the intelligence of those who think themselves liberated but have no information of the spiritual world is not yet clear. In this verse the term Avisadhabadhaya refers to unclean intelligence. Due to unclean intelligence or a poor fund of knowledge, the Mayavati philosophers cannot understand the distinction between material and spiritual varieties, therefore they cannot even think of spiritual varieties, because they take it for granted that all variety is material. Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, therefore, explains in this verse that Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead or the Absolute Truth, has a spiritual body which is distinct from material bodies, and thus his name, abode, entourage and qualities are all spiritual. The material mode of goodness has nothing to do with spiritual varieties. Mayavati philosophers, however, cannot clearly understand spiritual varieties, therefore they imagine a negation of the material world to be the spiritual world. The material qualities of goodness, passion and ignorance cannot act in the spiritual world. WH it is therefore Kalmedner Guna, as clearly I indicated in Bhagavad Gita, Tregunaya Visaya Veganis Tregunaya The material world is a manifestation of the three modes of material nature, but one has to become free from these modes to come to the spiritual world, where their influence is completely absent. Now Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu will disassociate Lord Shiva from Mayavada philosophy in the following verse. Text 114. Tanradosan Madhvi, Tenho Soon Tera Translation. Sankarakariya, who is an incarnation of Lord Shiva, is faultless, because he is a servant carrying out the orders of the Lord. But those who follow his Mayavati philosophy are doomed. They will lose all their advancement in spiritual knowledge. PURPORT Mayavati philosophers are very proud of exhibiting their Vedanta knowledge through grammatical jugglery, but Lord Shri Krishna in Bhagavad Gita certifies that they are Maya Partijnana bereft of real knowledge due to Maya. Maya has two potencies with which to execute her two functions, Praxipadmikasakti, the power to throw the living entity in the ocean of material existence, and Avaranatmikasakti, the power to cover the knowledge of the living entity. The function of the Avaranatmikasakti is explained in Bhagavad Gita by the word Mayapartajnana. Why the Devi Maya or illusory energy of Krishna takes away the knowledge of the Mayavati philosophers is also explained in Bhagavad Gita by the use of the words Ishuram Bhavamasrita, which refer to a person who does not agree to the existence of the Lord. The Mayavadis who are not in agreement with the existence of the Lord can be classified into groups, exemplified by the impersonalist Sankarites of Viranasi and the Buddhists of Saranatha. Both of them are Mayavadis, and Krishna takes away their knowledge due to their atheistic philosophies. Neither of them agree to accept the existence of a personal god. The Buddhist philosophers clearly deny both the soul and god, and although the Sankarites do not openly deny god, they say that the Absolute is Nirakara, or formless. Thus both of them are Avisadhabhaya, or imperfect and unclean in their knowledge and intelligence. The most prominent Mayavati scholar, Sadananda Yajendra, has written a book called Vedanta Sara in which he expounds the philosophy of Sankarakariya, and all the followers of Sankara's philosophy attribute great importance to his statements. In this Vedanta Sara Sadananda Yajendra defines Brahman, as Saksadananda combined with knowledge and without duality, and he defines ignorance, Jada, as knowledge distinct from that of Sab and Asat. This is almost inconceivable, but it is a product of the three material qualities. Thus he considers anything other than pure knowledge to be material. The center of ignorance is considered to be sometimes all-pervading and sometimes individual. Thus according to his opinion both the all-pervading Visnu and the individual living entities are products of ignorance. 
In simple language, it is the opinion of Sadananda Yajendra that, since everything is Nirakara, formless, the conception of this new and the conception of the individual soul are both products of ignorance. He also explains that the Visuddhasattva conception of the Vaisnavas is nothing but Pranhana, or the chief principle of creation. He maintains that, when all-pervading knowledge is contaminated by the Visuddhasattva, which consists of a transformation of the quality of goodness, there arises the conception of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the omnipotent, omniscient Supreme Ruler, the Super Soul, the cause of all causes, the Supreme Isvara, etc. According to Sadananda Yajendra, because Isvara, the Supreme Lord, is the reservoir of all ignorance, he may be called Sarvajna or Omniscient, but one who denies the existence of the Omnipotent Supreme Personality of Godhead is more than Isvara, or the Lord. His conclusion, therefore, is that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Isvara, is a transformation of material ignorance and that the living entity, Jiva, is covered by ignorance. Thus he describes both collective and individual existence in darkness. According to Mayavadi philosophers, the Vaisnava conception of the Lord as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and of Fajiva or individual soul, as his eternal servant is a manifestation of ignorance. If we accept the judgment of Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, however, the Mayavadis are to be considered Maya Partajnana, or bereft of all knowledge, because they do not recognize the existence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or they claim that his existence is a product of the material conception, Maya. These are characteristics of Asuras or demons. Lord Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, in his discourses with Sarvabhan Abhattakariya, said, Jivaran Mr. Olibal Sutrakala Vyasa Mayavati Basaya Sunil Hayasarvanasa C.C. Madhya 6. 169, Vyasadeva composed the Vedanta Sutra to deliver the conditioned souls from this material world, but Sankarakariya, by presenting the Vedanta Sutra in his own way, has clearly done a great disservice to human society, for one who follows his Mayavada philosophy is doomed. In the Vedanta Sutra, devotional service is clearly indicated, but the Mayavadi philosophers refuse to accept the spiritual body of the Supreme Absolute Person and refuse to accept that the living entity has an individual existence separate from that of the Supreme Lord. Thus they have created atheistic havoc all over the world, for such a conclusion is against the very nature of the transcendental process of pure devotional service. The Mayavadi philosophers in realizable ambition to become one with the Supreme through denying the existence of the Personality of Godhead results in a most calamitous misrepresentation of spiritual knowledge, and one who follows this philosophy is doomed to remain perpetually in this material world. Therefore they are called Avalsyadhabadhaya, or unclean in knowledge. Because they are unclean in knowledge, all their austerities and penances end in frustration. Thus, although they may be honored at first as very learned scholars, ultimately they descend to physical activities of politics, social work, etc. Instead of becoming one with the Supreme Lord, they again become one with these material activities. This is explained by Srimad Bhagavatam, Iruhaya Krakrina Parampadam Tadah Padanti Adho SB. 10.2.32 in actuality the Mayavadi philosophers very strictly follow the austerities and penances of spiritual life and in this way are elevated to the impersonal Brahman platform, but due to their negligence of the lotus feet of the Lord they again fall down to material existence. Text 115. Prakritikiriya main visnu kalvera visnu ninda eranmadhiyahirayapara. Translation. One who considers the transcendental body of Lord Visnu to be made of material nature is the greatest offender at the lotus feet of the Lord. There is no greater blasphemy against the Supreme Personality of Godhead. PURPORT Shri Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Gosvami explains that the variegated personal feature of the Absolute Truth is the Visnu Tattva, and the material energy which creates this cosmic manifestation is the energy of Lord Visnu. The creative force is merely the energy of the Lord, but the foolish conclude that the Lord has no separate existence, because he has distributed himself in an impersonal form. The impersonal Brahman, however, cannot possess energies, nor do the Vedic literatures state that Maya, the illusory energy, is covered by another Maya. There are hundreds and thousands of references, however, to Visnu Maya, Purasaya Sakta, or the energy of Lord Visnu. In Bhagavad Gita, 7.14, Krishna refers to Mama Maya, my energy. Maya is controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
it is not that he is covered by Maya. Therefore Lord Vishnu cannot be a product of the material energy. In the beginning of the Vedanta Sutra it is said, Janmati Asayayana, indicating that the material energy is also an emanation of the Supreme Brahman. How then could he be covered by the material energy? If that were possible, material energy would be greater than the Supreme Brahman. Even these simple arguments, however, cannot be understood by the Mayavadi philosophers, and therefore the term Mayapartajnata which is applied to them in Bhagavad Gita is extremely appropriate. Anyone who thinks that Lord Visnu is a product of the material energy, as explained by Sadhananda Yajindra, should immediately be understood to be insane, for his knowledge has been stolen by the illusory energy. Lord Visnu cannot be placed within the category of the demigods. Those who are actually bewildered by the Mayavada philosophy and are still in the darkness of ignorance consider Lord Visnu to be a demigod, in defiance of the R.G. Vedic mantra, Um Tad Visna Paramum Padam, Visnu is always in a superior position. This mantra is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Manahiradaram Nanayat, there is no truth superior to Lord Krishna or Visnu. Thus only those whose knowledge has been bewildered consider Lord Visnu to be a demigod and therefore suggest that one may either worship Lord Visnu, the goddess Kali or Durga or whomever he likes and achieve the same result. This is an ignorant conclusion that is not accepted in Bhagavad Gita. WHHD Eistinkli says, Yanti Deva Vradadivan. Point. Yanti Madhyajin Apimam, the worshippers of the Demigods will be promoted to the respective planets of the demigods, but devotees of the Supreme Lord will go back home, back to Godhead. B.G. 9.25, Lord Krishna explains very clearly in Bhagavad Gita that his material energy is very difficult to overcome. David the Maya's influence is so strong that even learned scholars and spiritualists are also covered by Maya and think themselves to be as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Actually, however, to free oneself from the influence of Maya one must surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as Krishna also states I and Bhagavad Gita, Man Eva Ye Prapadiant Mayam Enam Tiranti Te. It is to be concluded, therefore, that Lord Visnu does not belong to this material creation but to the spiritual world. To misconceive Lord Visnu to have a material body or to equate him with the demigods is the most offensive blasphemy against Lord Visnu, and offenders against the lotus feet of Lord Visnu cannot advance in spiritual knowledge. They are called Mayapartajnata, or those whose knowledge has been stolen by the influence of illusion. One who thinks that there is a difference between Lord Visnu's body and his soul dwells in the darkest region of ignorance. There is no difference between Lord Visnu's body and Visnu's soul, for they are Advayajnana, one knowledge. In this world there is a difference between the material body and spiritual soul, but in the spiritual world everything is spiritual, and there are no such differences. The greatest offense of the Mayavadi philosophers is to consider Lord Visnu and the living entities to be one and the same. In this connection the Padma Purana states, one who considers the Archimerdi or worshipable deity of Lord Visnu to be stone, the spiritual master to be an ordinary human being, and a Vaisnava to belong to a particular caste or creed, is possessed of hellish intelligence. One who follows such conclusions is doomed. Text 116 Translation. The Lord is like a great blazing fire, and the living entities are like small sparks of that fire. PURPORT. Although sparks and a big fire are both fire and both have the power to burn, the burning power of the fire and that of the spark are not the same. Why should one artificially try to become like a big fire, although by constitution he is like a small spark? It is due to ignorance. One should therefore understand that neither the Supreme Personality of Godhead nor the small spark-like living entities have anything to do with matter, but when the spiritual spark comes in contact with the material world his fiery quality is extinguished. That is the position of the conditioned souls. Because they are in touch with the material world, their spiritual quality is almost dead, but because these spiritual sparks are all Krishna's parts and parcels, as the Lord states in Bhagavad Gita, they can revive their original position by getting free from material contact. This is pure philosophical understanding. 
I and Bhagavad Gita the spiritual sparks are declared to be Sanatana, eternal, therefore the material energy, Maya, cannot affect their constitutional position. Someone may argue, why is there a need to create the spiritual sparks? The answer can be given in this way. Since the Absolute Personality of Godhead is omnipotent, he has both unlimited and limited potencies. This is the meaning of omnipotent. To be omnipotent, he must have not only unlimited potencies but limited potencies also. Thus to exhibit his omnipotency he displays both. The living entities are endowed with limited potency, although they are part of the Lord. The Lord displays the spiritual world by his unlimited potencies, whereas by his limited potencies the material world is displayed. In Bhagavad Gita the Lord says, Aparyamidastisvianyam prakritam vinhimi param jivabudam atabaho yadam derayat jagat besides the inferior nature, O mighty armed Arjuna, there is a superior energy of mine, which is all living entities who are struggling with material nature and are sustaining the universe. BG 7.5, Fejivabuda, living entities, control this material world with their limited potencies. Generally, people are bewildered by the activities of scientists and technologists. Due to Maya they think that there is no need of God and that they can do everything and anything, but actually they cannot. Since this cosmic manifestation is limited, their existence is also limited. Everything in this material world is limited, and for this reason there is creation, sustenance and dissolution. However, in the world of unlimited energy, the spiritual world, there is neither creation nor destruction. If the personality of Godhead did not possess both limited and unlimited energies, he could not be called omnipotent. He is greater than the greatest and smaller than the smallest. He is smaller than the smallest in the form of the living entities and greater than the greatest in his form of Krishna. If there were no one to control, there would be no meaning to the conception of the Supreme Controller, Isvara, just as there is no meaning to a king without his subjects. If all the subjects became king, there would be no distinction between the king and an ordinary citizen. Thus for the Lord to be the Supreme Controller there must be a creation to control. The basic principle for the existence of the living entities is called Sigvilasa, or spiritual pleasure. The Omnipotent Lord displays His pleasure potency as the living entities. The Lord is described in Vedanta Sutra as Anandamayo Bhyasat. He is by nature the reservoir of all pleasures, and because He wants to enjoy pleasure, there must be energies to give Him pleasure or supply Him the impetus for pleasure. This is the perfect philosophical understanding of the Absolute Truth. Text 117. Jivatadva, Sakti, Krishnatadva, Saktiman. Jinamosnupiranadi Tahit Pramana. Translation. The living entities are energies, not the energetic. The energetic is Krishna. This is very vividly described in Bhagavad Gita, the Visnupirana and other Vedic literatures. Purport. As already explained, there are three prasthanas on the path of advancement in spiritual knowledge, namely, Nyaya Prasthana, Vedanta Philosophy, Sruti Prasthana, the Upanishads and Vedic Mantras, and Smriti Prasthana, the Bhagavad Gita, Mahabharata, Puranas, etc. Unfortunately, Mayavadi philosophers do not accept the Smriti Prasthana. Smriti refers to the conclusions drawn from the Vedic evidence. Sometimes Mayavadi philosophers do not accept the authority of Bhagavad Gita and the Puranas, and this is called Ardhadashpakuti.nyaya. If one believes in the Vedic literatures, one must accept all the Vedic literatures recognized by the great Akaras, but these Mayavadi philosophers accept only the Nyaya Prasthana and Sruti Prasthana, rejecting the Smriti Prasthana. Here, however, Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu cites evidence from the Jivavisnu Purana, etc., which are Smriti Prasthana. No one can avoid the personality of Godhead in the statements of Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literatures such as the Mahabharata and the Puranas. Lord Ketanaya therefore quotes a passage from Bhagavad Gita BG 7.5. Text 118. Aparyamidastisvianyam prakritam vodhimi param jivabudam atabaho yadam derayat jagat. Translation. Backquote Besides the inferior nature, O mighty armed Arjuna, there is a superior energy of mine, which is all living entities who are struggling with material nature and are sustaining the universe. Purport. 
In Bhagavad Gita it is explained that the five elements earth, water, fire, air and ether constitute the gross energy of the absolute truth and that there are also three subtle energies, namely, the mind, intelligence and false ego, or identification with the phenomenal world. Thus the entire cosmic manifestation is divided into eight energies, all of which are inferior. As explained in Bhagavad Gita, Mama Maya Dhrataya, the inferior energy known as Maya is so strong that, although the living entity does not belong to this energy, due to the superior strength of the inferior energy the living entity, Jivabhuda forgets his real position and identifies with it. Krishna says distinctly that beyond the material energy there is a superior energy which is known as Thajivabhuda or living entities. When in contact with the material energy, this superior energy conducts all the activities of the entire material phenomenal world. The supreme cause is Krishna, Janmadiyasayayana, who is the origin of all energies, which work variously. The supreme personality of Godhead has both inferior and superior energies, and the difference between them is that the superior energy is factual, whereas the inferior energy is a reflection of the superior. A reflection of the sun in a mirror or on water appears to be the sun but is not. Similarly, the material world is but a reflection of the spiritual world. Although it appears to be factual, it is not, it is only a temporary reflection, whereas the spiritual world is a factual reality. The material world, with its gross and subtle forms, is merely a reflection of the spiritual world. The living entity is not a product of the material energy, he is spiritual energy but in contact with matter he forgets his identity. Thus the living entity identifies himself with matter and enthusiastically engages in material activities in the guises of a technologist, scientist, philosopher, etc. He does not know that he is not at all a material product but is spiritual. His real identity thus being lost, he struggles very hard in the material world, and the Hare Krishna movement or Krishna consciousness movement tries to revive his original consciousness. His activities in manufacturing big skyscrapers are evidence of intelligence, but this kind of intelligence is not at all advanced. One should know that his only real concern is how to get free from material contact, for by absorbing his mind in material activities he takes material bodies again and again, and although he falsely claims to be very intelligent, in material consciousness he is not at all intelligent. When we speak about the Krishna consciousness movement, which is meant to make people intelligent, the conditioned living entity therefore misunderstands it. He is so engrossed in the material concept of life that he does not think that there can be any activities which are actually based on intelligence beyond the construction of skyscrapers and big roads and the manufacturing of cars. This is proof of maya partajnana, or loss of all intelligence due to the influence of maya. When a living entity is freed from such misconceptions, he is called liberated. When one is actually liberated he no longer identifies with the material world. The symptom of Mukti, liberation, is that one engages in spiritual activities instead of falsely engaging in material activities. Transcendental loving devotional service is the spiritual activity of the spirit soul. Mayavadi philosophers confuse such spiritual activity with material activity, but Bhagavad Gita confirms Mankaya Vyadhikarita Bhakti Yajina Savate Sagunan Samaditayadan Brahmabhuvaya Kalpat BG 14.26, one who engages in the spiritual activities of an alloyed devotional service, Vyadhikarini Bhakti is immediately elevated to the transcendental platform, and he is to be considered Brahmabhuda, which indicates that he is no longer in the material world but in the spiritual world. Devotional service is enlightenment or awakening. When the living entity perfectly performs spiritual activities under the direction of the spiritual master, he becomes perfect in knowledge and understands that he is not God but a servant of God. As explained by Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, Jivara backquotes Virupahaya, Krishnara backquote Nitya Dasa, the real identity of the living entity is that he is an eternal servant of the Supreme C.C. Madhya 20.108. As long as one does not come to this conclusion, he must be in ignorance. This is also confirmed by the Lord in Bhagavad Gita B.G. 7.19. The Hunam Janmanam Antijnanavan Man Prapadiate, after many births of struggling for existence and cultivating knowledge, when one comes to the point of real knowledge he surrenders unto me. Such.
an advanced Mahatma or great soul is very rarely to be seen. Thus, although the Mayavadi philosophers appear to be very advanced in knowledge, they are not yet perfect. To come to the point of perfection they must voluntarily surrender to Krishna. Text 119. Translation. Backquote the potency of Lord Vishnu is summarized in three categories, namely, the spiritual potency, the living entities and ignorance. The spiritual potency is full of knowledge. The living entities, although belonging to the spiritual potency, are subject to bewilderment, and the third energy, which is full of ignorance, is always visible in fruitive activities. Purport. I end the previous verse, quoted from Bhagavad Gita, it has been established that the living entities are to be categorized among the Lord's potencies. The Lord is potent, and there are varieties of potencies, Purasaya Saktarvivinhavas Ruai 8. Now, in this quotation from the Visnu Purana, this is further confirmed. There are varieties of potencies, and they have been divided into three categories, namely, spiritual, marginal and external. The spiritual potency is manifested in the spiritual world. Krishna's form, qualities, activities and entourage are all spiritual. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Ajopisanavaya Atma Butanamisvaropisam Prakritam Svamadhisthaya Sambhavami Atmamaya, although I am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates, and although I am the Lord of all sentient beings, I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. BG 4.6, Atmamaya refers to the spiritual potency. When Krishna comes to this or any other universe, he does so with his spiritual potency. We take birth by the force of the material potency, but as stated here with reference to the Visnu Purana, the Ksatrajna, or living entity, belongs to the spiritual potency, thus, when we free ourselves from the clutches of the material potency we can also enter the spiritual world. The material potency is the energy of darkness, or complete ignorance of spiritual activities. I am the material potency, the living entity engages himself in fruitive activities, thinking that he can be happy through expansion in terms of material energy. This fact is prominently manifest in this age of Kali, because human society, not understanding the spiritual nature, is busily expanding in material activities. The men of the present day are almost unaware of their spiritual identity. They think that they are products of the elements of the material world and that everything will end with the annihilation of the body. Therefore they conclude that as long as one has a material body consisting of material senses, one should enjoy the senses as much as possible. Since they are atheists, they do not care whether there is a next life. Such activities are described in this verse as a Vidya Karma Samjnanaya. The material energy is separated from the spiritual energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, although it is originally created by the Supreme Lord, he is not actually present within it. The Lord also confirms in Bhagavad Gita, Matsthani Sarvabhudani, everything is resting on me. BG 9.4, this indicates that everything is resting on his own energy. For example, the planets are resting within outer space, which is the separated energy of Krishna. The Lord explains in Bhagavad Gita, Bumir Panalovaya Kanmano Bunhiriva Kahankara Itiyami Bina Prakrala Earth, Water, Fire, Air, Ether, Mind, Intelligence and False Ego, all together these eight comprise my separated energies. BG 7.4, the separated energy acts, as if it were independent, but here it is said that, although such energies are certainly factual, they are not independent but merely separated. The separated energy can be understood from a practical example. I compose books by speaking into a dictaphone, and when the dictaphone is replayed, it appears that I am speaking personally, but actually I am not. I spoke personally, but then the dictaphone tape, which is separate from me, acts exactly like me. Similarly, the material energy originally emanates from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but it acts separately, although the energy is supplied by the Lord. Is, is also explained in Bhagavad Gita. Mayadhyaksina prakritahsuayate sakurakaram. This material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and unmoving beings. BG. 9.10. 
under the guidance or superintendence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the material energy works, as if independent, although it is not actually independent. In this verse from the Visnu Purana the total energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is classified in three divisions, namely, the spiritual or internal potency of the Lord, the marginal potency or Ksatrajna, the living entity, and the material potency, which is separated from the Supreme Personality of Godhead and appears to act independently. When Srila Vyasadeva, by meditation and self-realization, saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he also saw the separated energy of the Lord Sta-N-D-I-N-G Behind H-I-M, Apasya Purosim Purnamayam Katatapasrayam. Vyasadeva also realized that it is this separated energy of the Lord, the material energy, that covers the knowledge of the living entities, Yasama Hetal Jiva Atmanam Tridunatmakam, 